Welcome to the Athletes Doing Good podcast. I'm Shelley Seward, president of Capture Sports Marketing. And I'm sports reporter Jen Latta. Many people saw Pat Connaughton show out at the 2020 NBA dunk contest as a member of the Milwaukee Bucks. But you might not know that the Notre Dame graduate played both basketball and baseball in college and was drafted in both sports. He's the ultimate multitasker, and that's helped him expand into the charity space. Today, Pat tells us about the lessons he's learned being a multi-sport athlete, how his moral compass guides his decisions, and how he's making the best of the sports shutdown. He is funny and introspective, and we are excited to share this conversation with Pat Connaughton, an athlete doing good. big things that we hear when we talk to athletes and parents now is this idea of specialization, clearly something that you did not do because you had incredible success at a very high level in both baseball and basketball. Why was it important for you to be able to do both when you were younger? Uh, You know, for me, uh, I always loved both sports and, you know, I credit like my mom and my dad to say, you know, if you want to play both sports and you want to play at a high level, like, you can do it. You just got to figure out a way to manage your time and make sure obviously that you're giving your best effort to both sports so that you don't let either of them lack. And I think, you know, I mean, I could tell a hundred stories about the amount of people that told me it's not possible. And the amount of people that told me once I got to high school, I'd have to specialize. Once I got to college, the one thing that I kind of preach to kids today is, you know, play multiple sports. You don't have to want to go pro in two sports to continue to play multiple sports you know it helps prevent injuries because you're um, you know using different muscle groups it helps athleticism because you know you have coordination in different areas and you're doing different things and overall it just kind of helps um, you know lack not burnout and and you really just have more fun in my opinion and so uh, I kind of preach to kids today you know don't let youth sports coaches tell you what you can and can't do oftentimes you know Unfortunately, it's to their own benefit when they're pushing you to specialize because it makes their team better. You add numbers to them and uh, you help their team succeed. But uh, there's ways around it and there's ways to continue to play the different sports that you love if you truly want to. With your success with both of the sports, how did you choose? Uh, Well, technically, I didn't. Uh, It was kind (laughs) of. Did you flip a coin? No, no, I actually, uh, you know, I got to give some of the credit to Notre Dame. You know, uh, I wanted to play two sports for as long as I could. Um, and Notre Dame obviously helped me do that at the college level. Um, but they also helped me kind of look at things, taking emotion out of it and really backing up. And, you know, I played a summer of professional baseball after my junior year and I saw what went into the minor league baseball system. And then when I got drafted after my senior year, that was kind of when I had to make a decision. And I just kind of looked at the nature of both sports. You know, I tried to take a business approach approach to it that Notre Dame kind of taught me at the undergrad business school. And it was, you know, baseball, if you make it to the major leagues, it takes three or four or five years even to go through the minor league system. At that point, I'm 26, 27 years old. Uh, and if for some reason I don't make it, um, can a 26, 27 year old really go back to basketball at that moment in time after taking that much time off? Uh, whereas in basketball, you know, if you get drafted and you get to play in the NBA, like there's a D league, but for the most part, you're on the NBA roster. You're on the big league club, if you will. And, uh, it may take a year or two to, to get into the rotation and stuff, but 
Uh, if you don't make it, you'll know a lot sooner, and it's a lot easier to go back to baseball, in my opinion, just with the athleticism and the youth that you need uh, if you compare with the nature of both of the two sports. So, uh, you know, I wanted to make sure I gave basketball an opportunity before I chose, and I've just been continuing to give basketball an opportunity uh, ever since. I think it was a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. So far, so good. Seems to be working out okay. Um <laughs> It's interesting because you talk about Notre Dame and the role that it played in the direction that you went. Your dad has also referenced your moral standard, your moral code, and kind of contributing to you picking one direction over another. How has your moral code and your standards of expectation and behavior, how has that really directed you throughout your sporting career? Uh, great question. That's actually probably the first time I've ever been asked that question. Uh, you know, I would say uh, for me, I've always tried to put my best foot forth and give my best effort to anything that I'm doing. Uh, my parents did a great job at a young age, making sure that I didn't specialize in anything that I gave enough time and effort and energy to everything. Uh, they made me play the piano as a kid. Uh, obviously I had to get homework done before I could play sports. Like, uh, they stressed the importance of academics, um, as opposed to athletics. Uh, and so, for me, I always had all these different things going on. And I think um, I didn't ever want to let one of them lack. Um, so it forced me to figure out time management. It forced me to figure out how to um, multitask. And overall, it just made me understand, like, it's important um, to not just put your best foot forth, but to think about it beyond just the success of each uh, event, if you will, or each thing that I'm doing. And it's about the people that kind of go into it. And I think for me, uh, you know, I know I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for the people in the places that kind of helped get me here and to be able to give back to them and to be able to carry that through on everything, be appreciative of everything that comes my way. Obviously some of it's dedicated to the hard work and the time that I put in, but a lot of it's dedicated to the people around me who helped me get here and who help us as teams and as uh, athletes overall um, continue to, to succeed and, and, and put their time and effort into the things that we're trying to accomplish. Awesome. Um, on the education, I love the how you talk about education. As a mom of two boys, um, you talked about the time management and the dual sports and the Notre Dame. But there was a quote that you had that has always stood out to me was saying that you want to live off your college degree and not necessarily mm -hmm. what you make. Yep. So tell, tell me a little bit about that and give some your thoughts to these kids that um, aren't necessarily putting education, I think, where it should be. You know, I think I sh even I struggled with in high school. Like, everyone wants to be a pro athlete. Everybody sees the pro athletes that makes hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, I think as you get older, you start to – you have to look at yourself realistically. Like, I look at my – the things that I do well and the things that I don't do well and bettering the things that I don't do well helps make me as successful as I am in sport. Right. But, uh, it's the same when it comes down to like looking at the realistic expectations that you set for yourself in athletics and how that, um, athletic trait or quality or success you have can translate to other areas of your life. And I think, you know, for a lot of people that don't go pro athletics, allow them to get an education. Like I went to Notre Dame, I never would have got into Notre Dame if it wasn't for athletics, but I took advantage of that while I was at Notre Dame, making sure that I learned as much as I could. I met as many people as I could, and I tried to experience things outside of sports because at the end of the day, um, I truly do believe um, 
you know, that college degree that I got from the University of Notre Dame, which I would not have been able to get if it wasn't for athletics, is going to make me a lot more money than necessarily my professional sports career, realistically. And a lot of that um, is just predicated on even the longest NBA careers or MLB careers, you're done by 40. You still got another 40 years to live and you only played 15, 20 years. So the things that you do academically, the things that you set yourself up for away from sports are going to come back um, because the majority of your life will be lived not playing a sport. So I think a lot of people who have covered sports or who have been around sports for a long time understand that there are a ton of benefits to being involved in athletics. But of course, there's like things that are challenging about being involved in sports. And there's kind of this like underbelly that people talk about as well. You're a huge advocate for sports. Why? Uh I'm a big advocate for it because of the things that it teaches you that translate to other areas of your life. Uh, you know, hard work, leadership, teamwork. Those are just three things that translate to the real world, if you will, away from sport. You know, it translates to business. It translates to careers away from sports, which at the end of the day, the majority of young athletes are going to have. Not everyone's going to be fortunate enough to be a pro, um, but playing different sports and the things that sports teach you translate to other areas. And that's kind of um, why I've always put so much time and energy and effort into trying to make sure the next generation of kids are involved in sports and are playing sports and are taking it seriously because a it's fun, but B um, I don't think they understand quite yet, which they don't, they shouldn't necessarily. I didn't get it until I got older either, but uh, those little things that you learn and those little things that become habits to you and becomes part of your DNA uh, really do translate to other areas and they really will benefit you for the long term. There's, there's so much more to an athlete than what they're playing. Um, why did you choose to start your foundation kind of in the midst of everything that you have going on? Uh, it kind of just, it's organic to me uh, in, in two ways. One is, you know, I've always, done multiple things, right? You know, academics I had to do at Notre Dame along with the two sports and, you know, being a NBA player, there's a lot of time, uh, you know, it's times on planes, there's times in hotel rooms, there's times throughout the season where, you know, they don't want you working out. They don't want you putting too much into, uh, your body because it needs to perform during games and stuff. So, uh, I found some more downtime than I thought I would have. And just part of who I am is trying to find other ways to be productive. So, uh, my first year or two in the NBA, uh, when I wasn't playing as much, uh, I wanted to find a way to give back. And it's kind of because, uh, you know, I always said if I was ever fortunate to be a pro athlete, uh, you know, I'd never forget where I came from and I'd want to give back to those people in those places. And as I thought of a way to do that, it just kind of continued to grow into something that, um, while we do obviously give back to the people in places that have organically impacted me throughout my life, um, there's a, it's a platform to give back to so many more and to really do something, like I said, that's organic to me. And that's sport. That's being involved in multiple sports. That's the things that translate to other areas of your life from sport. And uh, that's kind of where the idea of with us came from. And that's kind of why, uh, you know, I wanted to start it early so that we could have the greatest impact and we could continue to grow, um, you know, as I went through my professional career. It's this very unusual situation with the coronavirus and COVID-19 and the shutdown of our world which of course includes sports. A lot of guys have been um, more introspective about how this shutdown has affected them personally, maybe emotionally and mentally. Pat, how are you navigating the uncertainty of what this pandemic has caused? Uh, I've tried to look at it as 
an opportunity to, to uh, kind of see into the future. And by what I mean by that is like um, sports will end our professional athletics, like careers will end at some point in time. My father prime is undefeated. Right. Um, can we use this time to see what it's like when we're retired? I think one of the hardest transitions in life is for a professional athlete. And I believe that because, you know, we've worked our entire lives to become pro athletes. We've worked at our craft. We've put time and energy and effort into the gym, weightlifting on court or on field or whatever the playing surface is, um, skill training. Uh, and then it all just kind of ends and you got to figure out what you got to do. I mean, you've worked literally since you were a kid with this dream of being a pro athlete, uh, making a living by playing sports. And then whether it's when you're 30, 35, 40, at some point it ends and you still have the majority of your life to live. So, uh, you know, I've tried to use this time as like, a what does my day-to-day schedule look like when I'm retired? Like, why am I putting so much time and energy and effort into the gym? Like, what am I working towards? Like I work towards the dunk contest when it comes to jumping, like work towards basketball, like actual movements and things. Uh, when I don't have another game to prepare for another dunk contest to participate in, what is my means to working out? Why am I doing it to stay in shape, to stay healthy? And will I continue to do it? And then the next step is just, you know, obviously, uh, hopefully you'll have a family by that time. I don't, but I know some guys do now, like you can spend more time with your kids, but what does your financial life look like? What is your other means of income? And are you getting involved in other areas? Because the majority of time, like, sure. A lot of athletes say when they're retired, they get a break and they get to sit back and they don't get to do nothing. But none of us are really wired that way. None of us can do nothing for an extended period of time. So I've tried to use this time to just see what um, my life's going to look like when when my sports career is over and and what my day-to-day schedule may be. And that's a very admirable answer. And I believe you wholeheartedly. Uh, I do wish that you had said like, dude, I've been binging Netflix and uh, I've baked 17 loaves of banana bread. None of that? Never worked out. <laughs> no, uh, I haven't. This, with that being said, uh, I have definitely watched a few shows. Uh, I do like I do like television uh, from time to time. Uh, I have learned how to cook. You've the one that can sit for a long time. you learned how to cook? Uh, I'm starting to learn how to cook. My, my best friend and his fiance live with me out here. So let's just say him and I have been learning how to cook from her. So um, what, have you, what have you cooked? Uh, we've mostly cleaned dishes. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when needed, uh, you know, I can uh, r- roll out a little pizza dough. I can, um, you know, really like put a little red pepper on the top when it's done. Um, I can cook a little like bit glasses. of taco meat. You're like red pepper bay? <laughs> yeah, red pepper bay. And then I can like I can grill a little bit, like get some fried rice going with some 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 steak and chicken. So uh, I'm not helpless. I'm not overly helpful. <laughs> you owe her a lot. It sounds like. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's for sure. That's an understatement. Yeah, <laughs> that's an understatement. Absolutely. One one more quick question, just on the foundation side of things. So many athletes that we talk to say they go in because they want to make an impact, but ultimately as they leave, it is them who is being impacted. Um, I know you did um, the court at your high school and you've done camps with the kids. What have you taken away from those kids? You know, it's, it's cool for me personally. Um, like I've been big time impacted just by, uh, you know, you go into it and, and first and foremost, obviously doing the court and hopefully 
you know, the part of the foundation's goal is to do more courts because they can have a bigger impact than just the two camps I can do every year. Since I do have a day job, uh, those can be used daily, but, um, you know, being able to go back to my high school, a place where, you know, I, I learned a lot about being a young man, uh, the 14 to 18 years old are pretty big deals in, in, in anyone's life. So to be able to kind of have a court named after me when I was so young, but then to like run camps on that court and to work with those kids where like when they go into the week, they're a little bit shy. They're like, Whoa, that's Pat Connaughton. And then by the end of the week, they're giving me a hard time for the purple shoes I wear. They're calling me Pat. They want to sit down and just talk and have questions. Like, I think that's the coolest thing. And that's kind of the reason I always wanted to do it was because I can share a genuine story with them. Like I was once in their shoes. I didn't have a tie to professional sports. My dad didn't play. My cousins didn't play. They didn't even play college sports. So like, um, it, I just had a dream. I was sitting in their exact shoes and I knew as a kid of their age, I would have love to have the opportunity to talk to a pro athlete but i never wanted them to just see me as a pro athlete i want them to see me kind of as you know my friends and my family see me where i'm just pat you know i'm goofy i like to have uh, fun i like to play sports and uh, i just happen to get to do it for a living so what did you do when you saw your name on the on the court the first time well, the hardest part about that was when it got uh, revealed, I had like there were a good amount of people there just from my like immediate family and friends. Uh, and they made me like shoot the first shot on the court. And I was afraid I was going to miss it. I was oh, afraid cool. I was going to miss it. Yeah. So, so I definitely, let's just say I, I took a, a layup. I did not <laughs> take anything out. I just took a layup. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, thank you very much. We appreciate the time. Um, appreciate all that you're doing in the community and look forward to continuing watching. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Athletes Doing Good. Go to CaptureSportsMarketing.com to listen to other interviews to hear stories about the person behind the player and the people behind the team who are making an impact on others.